This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I'm going to be talking about the different things that can happen when you're starting a new habit, especially when your mind tries to trick you into thinking that it's okay to go back to what you were doing and then you end up feeling horrible afterwards and just coping with that whole cycle of self-destruction. Now, since this is the beginning of the year, it might not be the beginning of the year when you're listening to this. This could be at a later time or at a completely different time. A lot of people are starting new habits and whether you're starting a new habit or you have a resolution for the year, there are things that may get in the way of this. You know, most people don't succeed with their resolutions long term or they might be setting goals that are way out of, you know, they don't really make sense in the large scheme of things or they just really might be overdoing it and pushing themselves into something that's really unreasonable and irrational. Now, when it comes to creating new habits, everything can feel like a conflict. You know, change is really uncomfortable for most. And even when it's achieved, it can be really, really tricky not to get stuck in old habits or go back to old habits or patterns of behavior in this process. You know, as the saying goes, it's always something and it can feel like a battle. But when I mean it's always something, it's, you know, whether it's, you know, an issue going on with your partner, your spouse, your kids, your job, your health, finances, intimacy, mental health, fears, etc. There's always something going to be going on. So even when we feel like we're on good streaks of everything, going down a very smooth path or it feels like life is sunshines and rainbows, there will be times where certain situations that'll come up that are unexpected or we might be in a difficult problem. There might be car troubles that come up. There might be a a situation at work with your job. There might be things with your family that come up that will throw you off balance and it'll make you want to revert back to old behaviors and just seek something that's familiar. Now, it can be really difficult to stick with things even when we know it's the right thing to do. And sometimes we don't understand why things happen a certain way. And it feels as though life is just so tough and it will never end. And we don't understand how to deal with it maybe sometimes. And, you know, this can even lead to anxiety, depressive or suicidal thoughts for some people and It's more common than we really think. And I have to say, if you are dealing with something like that, you're not alone. There's a lot of stressors in society that can push people to do things that might not be extreme enough to want to take certain actions, but there might be smaller actions that they're taking that are self-destructive that, you know, can be really, really harmful and oftentimes are. So... You know, oftentimes when I think about this, it reminds me of, you know, a ballet dancer. If anybody has ever seen a ballet performance, you know, when you see a ballerina on stage, she's in tights, she has a beautiful outfit on, there's usually makeup, a headpiece, point shoes, a whole situation. But from my perspective, having seen both sides of, you know, the situation being in the audience and being backstage, being in rehearsals and those types of things... When you see the ballet dancer in rehearsal, and knowing this from being a dancer myself, you see the bruises, you see the dark circles under the eyes, you see the blood and the blisters on the feet. You know, there's you can't hide behind the lashes and all of um, the other things that you wear on stage, and you becomes it becomes very raw, and. There are injuries oftentimes as well, or they're nursing injuries, and you would never know. When they go on stage, that all goes away. And I think another 
thing that people don't really realize, too, is, you know, with the dancer and with people, it's like they're going to be questioning whether they are enough or whether their performance was enough. Many people question on a daily basis, am I doing the right things with my life? Did I make the right choices? Am I doing well enough in the things that I am committed to? And many people feel this way when you strip everything away. And it's not uncommon to feel alone and and it's sobering, but it's okay. You know, some would argue that everything is broken in the world. The weather's broken, storms occur because of that, and fires and hurricanes and all this types of stuff. The economy's broken. No one has a perfect body, a perfect relationship, marriage, parents, kids, etc., Aside from, you know, some people may believe that the only thing that is perfect is some religious texts, and that's the only thing that will guide you through any type of problems in the world. And some people believe that, and everybody has their different beliefs. Um, you know, and I think for most people, there is a sort of an unseen war or unseen forces that are going on that are not visible to the naked eye. And there's like this battle in our minds that's going on, and no one can really see that and it's impossible to see it in another person and it can feel very isolating as well if we're not aware of how to handle that. And I think the three sort of main categories this falls into in regards to this this battle that we all very internally face or sometimes externally face is really with the world or the external circumstances or surroundings that we're in environments in our own flesh or in our body and in our mind and then as well with evil whether it be evil emotions within us people have a lot of different perceptions on what evil is and i'll get to that a little bit later but i think it's important to understand and to be able to break down the different battles that you're dealing with because these can be things that prevent you from completing your goals it can cause you setbacks and it can potentially lead you to feel like bad about yourself and there's ways of navigating that as well but it can lead you down a path of not really reaching the goals that you set out to achieve and not feeling satisfied in that way there are certain harsh truths that we have to realize along the process of achieving things in life sometimes and i'm also going to touch on that as well so when it comes to being in our flesh you know there are things that happen, in, you know, in our body that are difficult to really understand or explain sometimes. But for most people, they have experience doing things that they know that they shouldn't do. You know, things that are self-defeating, but you go ahead and do it anyway. Or you make bad decisions knowingly doing the thing that makes the problem worse rather than better. There may be habits in your life that can seem impossible to break free of, and a part of this may be the fact that you may be justifying, oh, it's not that bad, it's not that big of a deal. So because it's something, a habit that you continually try to break, but somehow continually keep talking to yourself in such a way or you keep talking yourself into it, that pattern never breaks. Now, when you want to do the quote-unquote wrong thing or whatever is being restricted, it's sometimes not because it makes you feel good, but because it may provide some degree of familiarity in situations that may otherwise be stressful or unfamiliar. And you might just be looking for that quote-unquote thing that brings any amount of perceived stability, even though there's a huge probability that it will actually be wrecking havoc in your life in different ways. So we can be weak in our own skin sometimes. We get led down different paths of being persuaded into doing things by other people, or we can talk ourselves in or out of doing something. And I think it really helps to have good boundaries in your life and know really what makes you happy and what really doesn't help you because when you're in vulnerable states sometimes that can get a little bit cloudy and we can make certain justifications for things and then when the clouds clear you have to see clear as day what is going on and you know ultimately take responsibility for the choices that were made that were within your means to take care of so the next part that I want to move on to is really external factors and sort of the world. 
you know, so much of our culture really breaks you down and tells you you're not good enough. Someone else is better than you. Someone else is more beautiful, talented, smarter, and you're nothing unless you're the, you know, 1% valedictorian. Everybody else is just, you know, the scum of the earth underneath that. So, you know, it's sometimes people get put up on a on a pedestal and it makes people feel like they're not good enough, that they're not enough. It can drive kind of a corporate consumer culture where people are looking outside of themselves for happiness, that they want to buy certain things to look admired or um, be perceived a certain way. That way people will like them and that will bring them some type of peace because for some people they think that social validation will bring them happiness Um, I personally don't really agree with that much at all, to be honest. I think really happiness does come from within and anything else that comes after that is just really extra. And, you know, there's always reasons that you can find why someone might be better than you or you might be some better than somebody else. But that's really not important in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's pretty much a load of BS and to be honest, like you're, we're all on our own journey. So that is going to be a different path for every single person. So when you're looking out into the world and you're looking out into what everybody else is doing and getting too focused on those things, it can be really destructive to you in a lot of ways if you're not conscious of where it's taking you and where your mind is going when you're looking at these things, rather than if you really focus it on yourself and be pursuing your goals and investing a lot of time in that. It is really, really important to remember that we are all equally important in this world regardless of those types of factors that I listed um, earlier in regards to looks and talent and, you know, brilliant, whatever, mind. You know, we all have a role to play and It reminds me of being in the production space as far as when it comes to, you know, entertainment in the theater and things. The stage manager is as important as the main character on stage. When you're in a movie set, the lighting director is just as important as the person who's doing makeup. Like, everybody helps make the whole situation work. And without one person, it won't work properly. So you always want to respect everybody who has their part to do and respect yourself for the part that you have to do. Don't compare what you have as any more or less important. Everybody makes the world go round and everybody is doing a part hopefully to be able to be present with that. And, you know, I hope people are doing the best that they can and have the means to do the best that they can to do that job because it makes everything better for everybody else when you do your part and you're feeling your best. You know, so I think when it gets into the pattern of glorifying the top and feeling peer pressured also to go down paths that you don't necessarily want to, um, that can be that can be a little bit of a struggle. You know, I think a lot of people do glorify the top and they think, oh, well, this person's doing that. You know, it just kind of takes us all back to middle school, doesn't it? Like, you know, so and so is doing this and, you know, they're the popular person and I should go down that route because I want to be accepted and whatever. You know, and I think that has branched out into a lot of young people's lives with the rise in social media, certain trends and certain people getting attention for certain things. And it can be a really, really slippery slope and really affect somebody's self-esteem and really their understanding of who they are and their self-worth. You know, I think a lot of kids, they want to have friends. They want to have a support system. They want to have community. They want to have good connections with other people. And oftentimes as you get older, you you start to notice that people will get involved in things that they might have not even really wanted to do when it comes to drugs, alcohol, promiscuity, things of this nature. They might go into this path because they're like, oh, well, you know, I've been friends with this person for a while and I should trust them and do these things, but I really don't feel that great after doing it, but I don't want to be judged as being a prude or being like full of myself or whatever, or not having friends, like, I don't want to be alone, so I just, you know, want to do whatever they're doing so that I can have friends. This is a really, really common narrative for, like, a lot of people in general. Um, I think, you know, there obviously are a lot of people that don't engage with certain things that they don't agree with in life or learn the, 
the lessons the hard way or just make certain decisions about what they want for their life and don't go down that path. But for um, many who do kind of go down a path that goes against their values, but they're doing things because of the peer pressure of it, that can be really difficult. And I mean, I kind of understand what that's like being in different settings, even as a vegan and being at a vegan restaurant or not being at a vegan restaurant, actually being in like more mainstream restaurants and stuff where they have a lot of cultural food and people like, oh, why don't you just have some or whatever? And like deep down, like I don't want any, you know, I mean, I have been vegan less than half of my life and, um, but almost half of my life actually. Um, but you know, it's like I grew up eating a whole bunch of other stuff before that, so I don't really miss it. I love how I feel being a vegan. It ethically makes sense to me, and it's something that I've been doing for a long time now, so it's not as tempting to think, oh, yeah, I want to eat these other things. But I do understand for some people it can be really, really difficult, especially in general when it comes to making any type of dietary change. You can have that one friend that you used to go eat this or that with and then you can't do that anymore or you know you have to find other ways of socially connecting with people for me i love going out and going dancing i love taking dance classes i love going salsa dancing for me that's my outlet of expression and i like meeting people that way i don't like um necessarily going into settings where there are a lot of substances being used or environments where a lot of substances are being used. And my kind of uh, definition of a substance might be different than what another person might uh, deem a substance. You know, I view alcohol as a substance. I view drugs as a substance. Um, You know, I think those are things that I don't want in my life. I don't think from my experience personally, from what I've seen that it does to people's lives, is that it does something positive. I think it really is very destructive and, you know, it kind of leads uh, to the next uh, point eventually. Um, But I have to say that for me, I don't hate the people that engage with these things. Um, I don't necessarily have strong beliefs towards like people or hate certain people. However, I think for me, I just question and might disagree with the ideology behind certain things that in order to be social when you're growing up that drugs and alcohol have to be a part of that or that, you know, people need to eat meat or animal products in order to be healthy. It's more the ideology that I don't agree with, not necessarily the people that are doing it, because I think oftentimes people can be brainwashed in a certain way to believe a certain thing or not be educated about certain things and they just don't know any better or they don't have the correct influences around them to change like I'm compassionate towards that and I understand that I still choose to make certain decisions about my life in regards to what I'm going to do and that gives me peace of mind but I don't want to judge another person for labeling them a certain way that may be negative just because of some one aspect of their lifestyle. It really does become a choice at the end of the day whether you want to associate with a type of person or a type of ideology, if you want to follow that type of ideology or not. And when it comes to ideologies, there's a lot of ideologies around evil. So evil is something that is something kind of perceived to either take a hold of an individual, to you know, begin with an individual or be an external force of itself. And there's a lot of different religious, cultural beliefs about evil in the sense of the word, pretty much. You know, in Christianity, we have the devil really represents evil and that the sins lead you closer to the devil and the devil will act in your life when you engage in sins. And there's a seven deadly sins surrounding that as well. In Confucianism and Taoism, you have a demonic influence throughout the cultures, what they regards, what they associate with evil nature. In Hinduism, it's more of the Maya. The Maya is like the darkness. It's the lie. It's not the truth. In Egyptian religion, known as Isfet, there's also, you know, they associate disorder and violence with evil. And there is actually a serpent god Apep, which they 
refer to within the religion. In Buddhism, they have desire and illusion being the root of all evil because that is what leads to killing and slandering and abuse, gossip, envy, these types of things, is desire and and illusion. In Baha'i culture and Judaism, there's a bit of a resemblance, not entirely, but that abidance to God's commandments is important and that evil does not come from an outside source. Um, I think in Baha'i, it they do believe that like whatever is evil also comes from God, but in Judaism, they don't believe that evil comes from God, but it comes rather through man's bad actions. So there's a whole host of different beliefs on that, and even when we get into the anthropology of witchcraft and shamanism and different practices within that realm, there's a breadth of practices that take place um, amongst different cultures around the world, and these are really incorporated in specific rituals to cast out evil amongst society. Um, You know, there's some societies that will do a type of type of dance that you release all the demons out and it'll be like you know they're playing instruments then dance around a fire in a circle and you know they're just letting all that pent-up energy out and then after that they're good you know there's different strokes for different folks people have a lot of different beliefs about evil and the nature that it has but whatever you believe that's totally up to you You know, I think for religions which do believe that evil is an external force working through us, that for many of them, they do believe that this causes destruction in our lives. And this can be something that takes you further away from your goals in more of a, you know, objective sense of thinking about it. You know, if you have the correct tools, um, and you can think of this as objective Western medicine, even when it comes to psychology spiritual tools, physical tools, emotional and religious tools to better fight off evil forces, then you may have a better arsenal of things to combat battles of life that you deal with and different problems that are present in your life. Now, over history, people would die for things that they wanted. You know, people would fight wars for wanting things to be a certain way. They would die for their beliefs. They would give everything they possibly can. Some people really put this up on a pedestal of like, literally they are not being stopped by anything. They will complete the goal. They will do whatever it takes. So, I mean, to some people that may be one extreme end of the spectrum. And, you know, not to get too political about things, but some of these things are still going on. And, you know, the truth of the matter is there is no one cure-all for everybody's problems 100% of the time. There's no one practice that's going to cure everything. You know, I feel like meditation is great for these things and, you know, bringing the body into a calm state so that you can think clearly. That's wonderful and everything, but there are some problems in life that take a little bit more action and really informed action in order to make better decisions and create positive change with things. When it comes to pain, whether that be debt, struggle, or a depth of emotion, I don't think we should fear these things because sometimes they can be some of the biggest tests of our character and faith in what we believe. And they can be incredible teachers as well. So sometimes if you feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm making this change and I'm having such a hard time with it and it feels so wrong. It feels like it's too much of a sacrifice. It's feeling like it's too much of a struggle. That can be a good teacher for you. I think, you know, within reason, if you're not literally like dying and bleeding to death or something like, you know, in pain or something, it's like to sometimes to some degree, like pain is going to be necessary in order to grow. That's just kind of a fact of life. It's not going to be comfortable the whole time. So that can be another thing, like when you're trying to create change, that you might have those times where you question things because you're like, oh, this feels so weird. I feel like I'm going down the wrong path. This can't be right because if it was the right path, then it would be easy and it wouldn't feel like this and I wouldn't be struggling so much. But sometimes you have to remember during those times that it is kind of going through it to be able to get to the other end of it where you grow and to not be fooled that 
something that's difficult, you should give up. You know, I work on this with my students constantly when we're training and conditioning. It's not comfortable. It's painful. It's like really, really awkward sometimes to hold the body in certain positions and do certain exercises to gain control of certain smaller muscles that are very difficult to access. Stretching is painful. It is uncomfortable. And it's not like going to kill you, but it is not comfortable. I mean, some of the postures that I have performed or done, some of them probably requiring the most combination of strength, flexibility, and balance being full wheel posture or um, dancer's pose, Natara Hangasana. <laughs> I don't think I'm saying that right, but I should know, right? Sanskrit name basically of king dancer's pose. You know, those are postures which I had to work through a lot of pain and there's a lot of breathing. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, it's I did not just, you know, be able to do that right away. But when people see it, it's it seems very impressive and very substantial as far as like, wow, that's so that's so incredible that you can do that. However, it took a lot of pain. It took working through a lot of pain. And this is true for many different sports and different activities. It takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of hours in the gym to like build muscles and stuff for certain sports. It takes a lot of discipline, a lot of focus, and a lot of discernment, which I'll get to those things in a little bit. But, you know, it is, it's important to go through certain amounts of pain in life, and you have to see that as a good thing in some ways as well. It's not always comfortable, but I do believe that it is necessary. You know, and I think another thing to remember as well is that it's easy to have faith in things when everything seems to be working in your favor. I think the real test is when life sucks and you still have to pull yourself up and keep going the course. You know, I know this from having day in, day out yoga practice and some days are really, really awesome. Some days I am in so much pain, can hardly breathe, and I'm like passed out on the floor basically. <laughs> I'm like, And it's just a tough day. So even if you're doing something day in and day out, there are going to be different external, internal factors that are playing against you. And I think the best way that I've been able to navigate really difficult classes and difficult times is to take time to breathe, take some time to rest if necessary, as little as necessary, and to get back into the posture or get back into the class as soon as possible as well. If I ever fall out of a posture, you get back in as soon as you can. And I say as soon as you can instead of right away because I understand that people go through, through things in their life that are very troubling. They're very, they require more downtime. They might be dealing with an injury. They might be dealing with an incredible amount of stress and they may need more time to cope with that. And that's okay. I think you need to take a certain amount of time to grieve, to heal, to do whatever you need to and to be responsible for that um, because your healing is also a part of your responsibility as well. However, I do think it is really important that as soon as you possibly can to get back on the course that you started on, to not just stay on the sidelines for a long time, but as soon as you possibly can, keep it moving. I think a lot of people also don't realize that good works go beyond our lifetime and that you know, when we look at different thinkers or artists that are dead and gone now, you know, they they leave a legacy that they will never see. You know, when you think about incredible designers like Chanel that have gone on to leave a legacy, it's like she could not have achieved all of that within her lifetime. But as far as her brand, that has surpassed her and lived on. As far as major artists like Picasso, Van Gogh, Michelangelo, their works live on after they're gone. So you might be like, oh, I want to be one of the most memorable, blah, 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 in all of, of all time. Okay. You might realize that like some of the things that you do during while you're alive may leave a legacy after you're gone that surpass you. So it's important to keep working and not give up um, on things just because you don't see the results right away. You know, when you put a seed in the soil, it's not like the next day you have a whole fruit tree. It takes time. And you have to, sometimes when you look at yourself as a seed, you have to know what you're here to offer. You have to nurture that. You have to grow through the adversity that comes with the rain and the storms and the dry weather sometimes and be able to kind of like face that 
to really grow and grow and grow and then bear fruit and be able to pass that on to other people. So that all takes time. And I think just remembering when you're going through difficulties and when things seem really, really rough and you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to make it through this day. I have no idea what to do next. You know, just to take whatever step you possibly can forward to think about the things that you have yet to complete and think of one action or a few actions that you can take. They might be small, small actions, but it will move you in the right direction in regards to where you need to go and what you need to complete. You know, we live in a very instant gratification type of a culture, and sometimes we think that everything should just happen right away, but really when it does, again, lead to that frustration that things are not happening either the way we want them to or they're not happening in the timing that we think they should be happening and we're like, oh, like this hasn't happened for me yet. And so and so is, you know, having all of this accomplishment and they're doing this and that in their life. And you get into this comparison situation with other people. It's like they're running their own race. You need to be running your own race and realize that we can just bring ourselves back to that focus when we remind ourselves of the things that we have not finished yet and take action on those. Now, some of the steps that I really think are really important in regards to getting clear about your goals and eliminating things that will keep you from accomplishing those goals are the following. First, one of my Favorite things I think I ever learned from algebra <laughs> growing up was to simplify your equation, but also to simplify your equation in life. This is something that I kind of brought into my own ideology as I was getting older. I was like, okay, I see that engaging with drugs and alcohol as you get older causes people extra drama, and that means you have all these other variables that you eventually have to balance out, and it just creates a whole bunch of mess. So I'm just not going to include that in my life. Simplify that out. Um, there were certain habits and behaviors when it came to my diet. I was like, okay, animal products don't really seem to be working for my body. I'm dealing with a lot of pain. I'm dealing with a lot of excess stress, health issues. Let's take those out. Let's simplify that out of the equation. Adding yoga into the equation ended up being a very positive thing. So keeping that practice in my life actually help things be pretty balanced. And that was a really good thing to add in. And so it's kind of this delicate balance of when you look at your life, what is really helping and what is causing more and more stuff going on that doesn't need to be there. I think you really do want to rid of the things like say goodbye to them that do not help you. And really to stop the justification that you continue to do or can continue to do and see what happens when you do that, you know, and really commit to it and be like, I have seen year after year that I continue to do this habit and it's not helping me and it's not getting me anywhere yet. I'm continuing to do it. Even let the curiosity of what would happen if you don't do it, let that drive you. You know what I mean? I know when I was raw vegan for the long, long stretch of time, when I first began it, I was like, wow, I have so much more energy and my body is recovering so much better. My flexibility is improving. I feel happier. I'm sleeping better. My skin is better and changing. You know, and there were a host of other things that kind of came along with that when it came to feeling um, all types of way you can around food and making a major change like that that I navigated. However, it was really awesome to have the curiosity to see, wow, like I, you know, really am so interested in seeing my body change. Also in yoga, just seeing what my body was capable of every single class. You know, I know for a lot of people I've done 30-day challenges, six-month challenges of like daily practice, been practicing for a really long time. And people oftentimes ask me, like, what helps you stay motivated in those times when you're practicing? And it's just like, I just love seeing what my body is capable of. I love being able to go into class even when I'm having a bad day and really taking an opportunity to try to turn around and open up my body in some way. So simplify the things that are not helping you and really invest in the things that are helping you. 
because that will lead you closer to your goals objectively. You know, another thing that is going on is that we're constantly being watched, whether it's on security cameras or people are always watching and judging us, like wherever you go, if you're around people, you're being observed. You know, I think, um, and especially when it comes to social media too, like regardless of whatever you're posting, like some of the people that are looking at your content, like you may not even personally know them, you know, depending on what your security settings are, but, um, or your privacy settings are, you know, we're constantly being watched and judged and nothing I really feel like is super private or personal for many of us anymore. So, you know, when it comes to getting rid of that excess weight in your life that may be weighing you down, it is... It can be defined in a lot of different ways. You know, weight can be anything that slows you down from really achieving anything that you want to achieve. And that doesn't necessarily mean physical weight on your body, like what you weigh on a scale. It is really a weight in a lot of different ways. And I think one of the things that can affect this is discipline. You know, just because you can afford something or you can afford a new pair of shoes or a new outfit or a new car or a new house or whatever, it doesn't mean that you should buy it. Having discernment towards things also is really important for your expansion. You know, this podcast is all about really discovering all that you're capable of in life. And I think trying as many things as you can in your life within reason is so important for realizing what you love and feeling alive and trying new things. Like that can all really help you feel more more capable of doing more things and it just is really empowering as a process. However, I do think that it is really important to be discerning towards your expansion. You know, just as you prune a fruit tree so that it grows properly for the next year, there are certain things you have to prune in your life that way you will expand in the best way possible. And that is an art. It is a skill to do that. So, When it comes down to it, I think, you know, there's other types of weight that may weigh on people as well. There can be the weight of a memory. You can be thinking about the past or the future or being just totally stuck on stuff. And that can be really weighing you down and not allowing you to move forward in your life. There can also be a lot of traditions. You know, I think um, there's a lot of traditions as far as like Thanksgiving dinner. I know that's something that can be really difficult for vegans to navigate, but it's become more and more easy over the years. There are certain traditions in families that they may not align with you as you get older and be like, okay, well, this is like a family tradition or um, marrying a certain kind of person or being stuck in a type of situation that you really cannot get out of. It can be really difficult to navigate that sometimes. And that can be weighing you down and not allowing you to move forward, you know? I think one of the things that I personally had to move past is I grew up eating a lot of, you know, traditional Iranian food. I'm half Iranian and did grow up eating a lot of Iranian food. And it is traditional, especially when my grandmother comes to visit from Iran, that she makes a lot of Iranian food and it is like kind of disrespectful to not eat that. And you know, when I went vegan, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be eating this anymore. So, you know, I pretty much had to deal with uh, navigating that whole situation, not trying to seem like offensive. I mean, that is probably one of my least favorite aspects of being vegan is like kind of feeling stuck in that position. Like you have to be disrespectful and like not eat someone's food and stuff, because I think that I really do appreciate people making the best out of what they have when it comes to ingredients, when it comes to life, when it comes to a lot of things. And it can feel like really pressuring to be like, oh, like, I don't want to, though. (laughs) Like, and you can feel really, it can be really challenging. And I know that I'm not alone in that struggle. I know a lot of other people deal with this. And they just, they don't want to offend anybody. But at the same time, like, you have to put yourself first and you have to do what makes sense for you. That way you're growing in the way that you want to. I mean, I think when it comes down to it, knowing right from wrong and knowing whether you're making a right decision or a wrong decision is like, if you know better and you're not doing that, then that might be a wrong decision. You know, you, if you know better, you want to do better. And of course it goes back to that whole thing of people will make decisions about stuff that they know They know that certain bad decisions are going to take down 
take them down a path that isn't the best, that they're doing things that are self-defeating, but go ahead and do it anyway. I mean, the problem with this is in the long-term effect of that is you end up wearing yourself down. You end up feeling really bad about yourself for making those decisions and um, going down a path that you know is not the correct path for you. And you're just going to get stuck in a cycle of, oh, man, like, I wish I didn't do this. Why did I do that? And then try to justify why you did it and make it seem okay. You know, it's different for everybody, but I feel like it's a pretty common process to do that. So just, you know, it's almost like having moldy food. Like, you know it's not good for you. Why would you eat it? Just take out the middleman, throw it in the trash, and move on. You know, but that can be difficult when you're justifying, oh, no, I can try to salvage it and stuff. And some people think that's making the best out of things. I totally understand that. However, if you know better, then you want to do better. Now, when it comes to, um, you know, going back to weight, there is sometimes unrealistic expectations that can be weighing down on you too. be like, oh, man, I'm supposed to accomplish all this stuff and, you know, supposed to be doing this by that age and all those types of things. It's like lay a heavy weight on you that actually really prevents you from moving forward and being able to enjoy life as well and might really weigh you down from accomplishing more reasonable goals you know and these unrealistic expectations might be you putting them on yourself but it also may be other people subconsciously putting them on you too i know a lot of people deal with this with their parents in regards to okay like how much money are you making or what is your job or are you going to college are you going to go on and do other things like a lot of people sometimes with their parents they deal with a lot of pressure in that respect and that can be you know really defeat the purpose and just like cause the person a lot more stress than really do anything to help so it's important to be discerning when it comes to that as well you know and when you feel like you're not progressing with a particular habit I think that's a good time to realize that it's a good idea to let it go and that was pretty much that was the first podcast I do was letting go and being present. So if you are in the process of doing that, that's a good episode to look to. You know, insanity is doing something over and over again and expecting different results. We've all heard this many, many times in our life. And so if you're going to make a decision about something that you've already been down that path, you've already passed that restaurant so many times and you realize that you can live without that one thing. So why not take another opportunity to think about that a little bit differently? And I almost kind of um, associate this with like a video game. And I'm going to talk about that in the next point. So when we're doing things, we should be doing them for ourselves and our growth, essentially. Now, there's always that aspect of philanthropic work and giving back to other people and doing things for other people and that's wonderful i do believe in that as well but i have to say that we do need to do things first and foremost for ourselves it's the same concept of putting on your life vest and your oxygen mask before you do that for another person because if you don't do that you're not going to be able to be of service to them so it is one of those things, it's kind of an uncomfortable truth to face sometimes, but it is necessary because I understand when people can get into very self-loathing or low self-worth, they might even go to the extent of, well, you know, I just think like pouring my love into this situation is, you know, giving me a will to live and it makes me feel better than, you know, I don't love myself enough right now, but I'm going to invest myself in this and try to see it in such a way where, well, at least this person is getting help, even though I don't feel that great right now. At least this person is getting help. It's a little bit of a stretch. I do feel like in those times, it really is important to practice building yourself back up into a stable place before you go into a situation of helping other people. Because even though you still might be able to be of very high service at that place, you'll be of even higher service, really, when you can be good in your own skin, feel good about yourself going into a place where you are helping other people. So don't be fooled by that as well. Don't think, okay, well, you know, I should just put my own beliefs and values aside and and do this because it'll make that person happy. Mm. I don't know too many people that really feel amazing about making those kinds of decisions. Personally, 
and I don't recommend it. I think you really have to act in service to your value system and be strong in your beliefs and people will respect that. If people really care about you, they will respect that and it doesn't mean they need to change to be a part of your situation. It doesn't mean that you need to change in order to be a part of their situation. You guys can find common ground and I think that's a part of having good communication and being able to be relatable in a relationship is being able to find that common ground with another person. It should not depend on one factor or another factor working out, you know, aside from when it comes to core values in regards to really being able to make something work. You know, I think... um, There are certain things that you just cannot make exceptions about and there's a huge difference between compromising on something that is worth compromising on and something that is really not worth compromising on when it comes to your well-being. You know, we're not in control of much or anything, some people would argue, but we do have influence over our own actions, values, behaviors, and decisions. So, you know, I just think it's really important not to live for other people's approval and It can be really empowering also to not live for other people's approval and just live for what makes sense for you and not be like, okay, well, I'm going to throw all caution to the wind and I'm just going to do whatever I want. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying like making informed, educated decisions about things and doing things in a tactful and meaningful way, not just being reckless with your decision making, but really doing things from an informed and balanced place. And you want to look at your life in regards to what is not done yet and try to accomplish that. That can be very informative as far as like what you need to do next. And if someone else is doing something that doesn't align with that, that's fine. You don't need to judge whatever path they're on. You don't need to judge yourself that you're not on their path. You know, it's it's really about starting to complete and move forward in ways that honor what you are gifted with, what your experience is and how that can be of higher service, what talents you have, what interests you have, and how you can give that to the world. You know, it goes back to understanding that seed that you are and allowing that to grow you know, to a certain degree, we can cross-pollinate and create different hybrids or different varieties of things. And that's why there's so many different types of produce. Check out Specialty Produce app if you're interested to know a lot of different types of produce. You know, however, it is is important to run your own race, you know, because there are heirloom varieties of things just as much as there are hybrid varieties of things. And it's okay to be either, whatever you want to be, you know. Another thing that I think is really important is to stay focused. It's very easy to be distracted from our goals when we see what other people are doing or whatever. And one of the meditations that I like to do is kind of what I call just a drishti meditation. A drishti is a point of focus. You find one thing that you're going to focus your attention on and you breathe and meditate with that. So you can do like 10 deep breaths, focusing on that one thing. And if your eyes avert away from that, then start over. And I think it's a really good idea to do this, especially in locations where there's a lot going on. Go into a public space, go to the beach, go someplace out in nature where there's a lot of distractions going on. There might be birds flying around. There might be people walking around. There might be a sports game happening. Whatever it is, it can be very symbolic of life and your mental state. There's always a lot of thoughts passing through there. But if you can just focus on one thing and pay attention to your breathing then you can bring yourself into a more calm state. This is also a really great meditation if you're at the beach. Like, there's usually a lot of things going on as far as, like, the ocean and the waves and everything. And I actually really, as a separate type of meditation, really like to breathe with the waves as they, you know, rise and crash and, you know, all of that. I think that's a really great thing to do as well. But I think it is important and it is something that you can do really any time of day whether you're on the train or you're stuck in traffic or whatever, you can pick one thing to focus on and just breathe with it at least to get yourself into more of a calm state of mind because let's face it, some really bad decisions can made when we're 
can be made when we're really stressed out. We can feel like, oh my God, like, I don't know. And just like, it seems like the end of the world when if you really take a step back, you're just like, what are you stressing about? Like, it's not that big of a deal. You're not going to die right now. You know, like some things that people can get so stressed out about. It's just important to be able to bring yourself into a physically an emotionally more calm state before you make a decision. That way you can make a better, more informed decision about things. You know, and it, it does definitely apply back to yoga practice. I have to say doing this type of meditation has transformed my ability to be able to really concentrate and use the mind as a tool to have more influence or, you know, perceived control over the body. Now, I know any time of like when I'm practicing yoga, it is so important to pick that one point of focus, especially when you're in postures that require a lot of balance. Um, standing bow pulling pose is definitely one of those postures. Standing head to knee posture is definitely another one of those postures that are one of the more challenging postures um, in hatha yoga, especially. Now, when you're going to the full expression of them, if ever for a second, I know that if I lose my focus for like one second, for a certain amount of time, then I'm going to be a goner. I'm going to be falling out of it. You know, there was a certain time in my practice where I was a little bit more sensitive to it than I am now. Now I feel like I can go into the postures and like if there are little things that d- distract me or whatever, it's not going to throw me off my balance really at all. But, you know, when you are getting into that place where you're trying to achieve that new habit or that new thing in your life, it is so important to not let anything throw you off balance because if you change your focus for one second you'll probably fall out of it and then you have to try to get back into the posture or that pattern of behavior as soon as possible because the longer amount of time you stay away from it it's not going to help you and you're going to lose a lot of time and a lot of that momentum that you had so as difficult as it is in those moments to get back into it and keep going the course the sooner you do, the better you will do. You know, it's like when you fall off, when people talk about like falling off of a diet and stuff, like if you fall off like one day, okay, then like get back on it the next time. It's not like, oh, well, like I ate this or that. So now I'm just going to like throw all caution to the wind and like, you know, yeah. And then you do that for like what, as long as you do like two weeks, you're going to be really setting yourself back as far as your real health goals. So it's important to get back into it as soon as you possibly can. Another thing is making excuses. This is something that will definitely hold you back from achieving your goals. And, you know, we all have done it and it is not always the best choice, especially when you're trying to move forward. You know, life sets us back enough as it is most of the time. And some people would say, no, life is doing things for us. Everything is for us. It's not happening to us, etc., matter of perspective, it's all good. But I think regardless of all that, it is really important to look for solutions, not necessarily get too much dwelling into, oh my God, I can't believe this happened and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, just to be like grateful and thank you and thank you next about the situation. Just be like, okay, that is what it was. I'm going to take what I can from it and move on to the next thing and look for the solution, look for the good in it and keep it moving. You know, I think a huge analogy that I think when it comes to this is, which kind of relates to the last point as well as far as staying focused, um, and even the point before that as far as running your own race, it's like, you know, I played video games when I was younger, having an older brother and um, guy friends being around quite a bit. There was quite a bit of video games happening. And I think when you think about a video game, regardless of whatever it is, whether it's, um you know, Grand Theft Auto or Counter-Strike or Halo, um, Mario Brothers, like literally whatever it is, depending on what generation you're from, I guess. Um, You know, to some degree, it's like you're running different levels and you want to be getting the gold coins. You want to be getting the profits. You want to be getting a certain headcount if you're playing gun games and stuff. There are certain objectives, certain people that you have to... um, take out or certain villains that you have to defeat whatever in order to reach the next level and go on to the next step and when it comes to 
you know, let's take like Mario, for example, like you want to get the gold coins, you want to get the mushrooms, it's going to make you bigger, and you're going to be able to do more, you're going to be able to jump higher. So you want to think of those things, those goals that you have in your life as if those are the gold coins, not get stuck where you're like accidentally jumping off of a cliff or getting eaten by somebody or getting, you know, pumped full of bullets and stuff. You don't want to set yourself up for situations like that. And it is metaphorical for life in the sense that you are going to encounter different situations in your life and you want to stay the objective course of being like, okay, you know, oftentimes in these games, you get multiple lives. So you'll be able to come back into it or you'll be able to play from a different time before that. But the sooner you learn the lesson and you get your technique down as far as how you're going to play the game, then it'll be easier for you to not make that same mistake the last time you made it. And you'll be able to move on and progress into the higher levels. So, you know, to a certain extent, when it comes to meeting your goals, it's like, do you want to stay in the first level for a long time or do you want to progress? Do you want to move on? Do you want to be moving forward in your life? You want to know, you know, and sometimes those things, it's not like a video game where you can clearly see, okay, this is the thing that I'm trying to get and this is the certain path that it needs to go down. You know, life is not clear like that. Sometimes you can't see the full picture or things are not as clear. So you don't know if something is a demon or it is trying to help you. You don't know. You can't see people in the blind spots or whatever if they're hiding and then all of a sudden they jump out of nowhere and you have an explosive in your face. Like this is the type of thing where you have to be able to use the experience that you have to learn from certain things. That way you can continue to progress and you can deal with more intense challenges because as we mature, as we get older, we're going to have bigger problems to deal with. Oftentimes we're going to have larger challenges to face and you want to be equipped for those. And as you progress, as far as like certain habits that you want to incorporate into your life, it doesn't always mean that it gets easier over time. You know, anyways, Again, going back to those external factors, it's like you might have something super good set in stone, but you might have a family conflict. You might have a conflict with a friend. You might have a job, you know, thing that kind of affects your ability to get it done. You might have to go to a really fancy dinner where they're not accommodating to your diet. How are you going to navigate this? You know, there's always things that are going to have to be worked around in some way or another. You know, another thing is coming back to the pain. It's like you do not want to fear pain. Don't fear the pain. You know, good things take dealing with pain oftentimes and achieving certain things that I did, you know, in regards to different accomplishments physically, it's like it deals with pain. There are certain things when you're recovering from it, even mentally, emotionally, that you have to face some pain there as well. But when you get through it, you're through it. And even when it comes up or certain things may come up, certain experiences from your past, certain memories, you know how to deal with it and you know how to navigate it differently in such a way where you're able to move on and realize and see things for what they were. You know, you choose how you get to certain destinations in your life and whether whatever you're experiencing meant pain I think there are always a lot of rewarding feelings about getting through it. You know, if you do a really intense workout, it feels good afterwards. You might be a little bit sore. I'm the kind of person where I love being sore. I love like feeling my muscles like they're working and I don't mind it at all. And some people might think that's crazy, but I know a lot of people that like like the feeling of being sore. It means like you got some work done, you know, and that what you're doing is working. So it's a good kind of pain. Yeah, and it makes it a little bit difficult to stretch sometimes, <laughs> but, you know, it strengthens you and you got to look at the positive in that sense, I guess. Now, I have to say also, like going back to my yoga postures, like some of the ones that took the most pain to achieve, they also really feel the best, especially when, especially when it's like deep spine compressions and like the entire spine is compressed, like when I'm in full wheel and I'm bending backwards and grabbing my ankles with straight legs. The spine is pretty much in a 360 degree rotation. It's not like our usual back bend where that might be more 180 degrees. You are in a full circle with the spine in regards to the head coming to the tailbone. So 
it's a full compression of your nervous system and it like cuts off blood flow as intense as it usually is for a minor amount of time. And then when you release coming out of that posture, fresh oxygenated blood is going through all of your vertebrae. It's like invigorating your nervous system and you get even release of certain chemicals like dopamine and even oxytocin when you experience that. So it feels absolutely incredible to come out of that. And you just open up all of your chakras as well. I mean, for people who understand what that is, it's like, you know, you have chakras at different points in your body and stuff. And so that is a full opening and emotional release when that posture is completed. So my main point with this is when you go into things deeper and you do it calculated and you have skilled people that are guiding you along the way and helping you achieve these different goals and stuff, it feels really good to have those accomplishments done And, you know, sometimes you have to look for a spiritual guide in that sense. You have to find that within yourself or maybe some people will go to different religions to find really what that source is or go to God to lead them. And I think that's perfectly fine for people if that works for them. And it's it's worth giving a chance if you haven't before. You know, you can choose how you get to these things and that kind of depends on your ethics and you know, you really do choose to continue to grow or like reach those new levels like it's a video game or kind of stay in the same place and keep making the same mistakes. And I totally understand it's like even when it goes back to the video game analogy, sometimes you really just don't know how to get to that next level. And you're like, this is taking so much time, it's taking so much energy. I really don't know what to do. I think it's it comes down to a decision. Are you going to keep at it or are you going to give up? And I know that there are a lot more reasons to continue doing something that has a positive outcome and will help you achieve more things in your life. Because when you improve your life, you're able to help other people in such a better way in your life. And that is priceless. That is that is really what we're all here to do is just increase our level of awareness and do the best we possibly can with our life. So you may not even know the the lives that you'll touch by making that decision just when it goes back to having the legacy of like not everything that you do in this lifetime, you will see the fruition or like what will come to fruition of those actions. You know, but across history, you can see that in every sense of it, you know, whether it's politics, economics, art, history, like it's very apparent in that. So just have some peace with that. If you don't see results right away, you don't know like, why is this worth anything? Why am I doing this? It may serve some greater purpose that you don't understand yet, but you just have to have faith in that. You know, when it comes again, back to that cycle of destruction and giving up on yourself, all I can say is like, a lot of people have been there. Most people have been there. Some people could even say that all people have been there. When you're trying to make that change and whether it's a dietary change, whether it's a health-related change, whether it's a financial change, whether it is a relationship change, a mental type of self-sabotage change, know that you're normal for having that. You're human, that there's nothing weird about having that. But just take a deep breath and see it for what it is. You're facing a time of some type of an internal battle or struggle, and that's okay. And sometimes you may feel weak in your flesh. You may feel those external factors coming for you, and you may even feel like there's an evil force coming after you to guide you down that path. But ultimately, at the end of it, you can make the decision of whether you want to go do that thing, whatever it is, whether it's engaging in a certain type of act, consuming a certain type of substance of whatever kind that you want to label it as which you view as a substance could be very different than what I categorize it as and for some people certain things are substances and other things aren't for some people eating you know fried food could be a substance you know what I mean like it, it just it's all a matter of perspective I think you know ultimately what your things are in your life that are your weights that we talked about your emotional weight that you're dealing with the the memories, the traditions, the comparisons, all of that type of stuff, you know what's weighing you down. And if you take time to really get clear about what those things are, you can deal with it in a lot more manageable way and you can see 
the gold coin from the villain. You know what's going to help you. You know what's going to help you get to the next level in your life versus what's going to hold you back. So taking time to really get clear with that is so important. And I hope for you, whatever goal that you are trying to achieve, that you make the choice that is best for you. And you know what that is. I can't tell you what that is, but I I hope that you make it and that it is for the better of not only yourself, but that it makes the world that we live in a better place. Sometimes when you think about things just beyond kind of a selfish decision about something, it'll allow you to have a little bit more of an open-minded perspective on things and think about things a little bit different. Remember that you are being watched. I mean, I know I see this with my students too. When I'm in a room of students, I might do some kind of funny little action or say a little something and they might pick up on it and think it's funny and they'll repeat it. You know, people are sponges and we do influence other people. So what kind of an impact do you want to have? Do you want to really do things from a place of healing yourself and moving forward and accomplishing that thing that you really want Maybe even just take a moment to think about how it would feel. Maybe you don't know how you're going to get there. You don't know all the steps that it's going to take to get there. But think about how it would feel to have that accomplishment taken care of. Now, does that feel better than going back to the other habit that will give you a temporary amount of, you know, pseudo satisfaction and again, be a little bit more destructive than you think it may be in the long term? That's an important thing to make a discerning decision about for yourself. You know, at the same time, don't be too hard on yourself and break yourself down and, you know, affirm a lot of negative things about yourself or tell yourself you're stupid or you're, you know, messing up in life or you didn't do enough or those types of things. In those situations, if you do make a bad decision, Don't be hard on yourself, but hold yourself accountable. Be honest with yourself if that was a really good decision or it was a bad decision and make the changes that are necessary moving forward. But if you have an opportunity to not make that decision and really know better and trust yourself that doing the right thing is going to be the right choice, I empower you and encourage you to do that and I hope that you can empower and encourage yourself to do that as well thank you for tuning in to vibrant raw living remember that you are just as worthy deserving and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else if you have found this podcast useful please subscribe via itunes or soundcloud and share it with your friends and family you can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you, and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 